Welcome to Harpen on Rugby. My name is Jeff Pagano and joining me today to offer an opposition view ahead of Leinster's trip to Laav this Saturday lunchtime is someone back for a second Harpen cap. Welcome to Mr. Iktik Dafids. Evening, Jeff. Yeah, so it's great to have you on. So um, Iktik is working with uh, um, AFP in France, so he's the perfect person to talk to about these things. We had him on this time last year looking at a uh, looking at Montpellier uh, at the same same time of the season. But uh, just before we get to the main subject matter, um, maybe you can talk a little about bit about what it's like for rugby in France right now. We talk here about living in what's called an Irish bubble and uh, you're living and working in the French one where they're Grand Slam champions. They have the Heineken Cup champ, Heineken Champions Cup winners and a World Cup to come next year. I mean, even with the footballers being world champions themselves and heading into a quarterfinal, it really seems like a good time to be a rugby fan over there right now. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's all very much positive. Uh, apart from one little thing that what, next Wednesday... Bernard Laporte, who is the president of the French Rugby Federation, also the vice chairman of World Rugby, um, a decision regarding his legal affair and uh, allegations of corruption and favoritism with Montpellier. Ironically, Montpellier president known as Maud Altrad, that will come out next week. And we're not sure what that decision could be. He could go to prison or he could end up wearing an electronic tag getting home. So there's a, a variety of things that can happen. And that's almost the only negative element of French rugby at the moment, because as you said there, everything's all rosy. A lot of the teams are winning domestically and internationally. Like 22, uh, 2022 has been a fantastic year. They've ended the year and um, beaten the uh, first time they've ever done it. They've got 13 matches uh, unbeaten in a row, which was a record that they had back to 1938, <laughs> which kind of highlights how impressive and how inconsistent maybe Le Bleu have been um, over the years. And they've really found their mojo now with Fabien Galtier in charge. And he's got a good coaching staff and a solid um, playing group around him. And yeah, Leinster fans will see some of them on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's a stark contrast to what's going on in some some of the other uh, Six Nations unions. We've been hearing a lot about the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, but, you know, it's 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 similar to... But it, it's and, and another say it's it's similar to what's happening in Ireland uh, here at the moment because we're going through a good spell as well. So it's uh, it's it's interesting to hear it from a, from another point of view. But uh, anyway, so let's let's get into Rossing now and their season so far. Um, just I mean, we've been following them week in week out. I've been making little videos of their matches each week just to keep an eye on their progress. And it, it didn't start great. Um, but uh, then again, when you look at their schedule, they were away to Toulouse, they were away to La Rochelle, they were away to um, uh, Bordeaux. I mean, they they, they, they had a tough enough schedule. Those, those are the games they lost during the season, so the record wasn't great to start off with, but they've gone on a pretty decent run recently. Yeah, um, one loss in the past seven uh, games, which is an impressive run for whatever league, whatever competition you're going through, and then add on the fact that the, the two most recent wins have come at home, they hammered uh, Clermont and they also beat Toulon at Stade Mayol last weekend with a second team after Laurent Travers made nine changes after the Clermont win. So that underlines the depth they've got in the squad and also highlights what uh, Travers is trying to do this season where, OK, they've played um, 10, 11 games, but no player has played more than 8-9, showing that he wants to keep that balance and make sure that he's got plenty of youngsters coming through because the Racing's Academy is one of the best in yeah. France and maybe one of the best uh, it, in world rugby at the moment. So highlighting what they're trying to do more globally, more generally as a club and that work, that labour, they're starting to see the the fruition of that right now. And yeah, they're second on the table and only five points behind to lose. 
Yeah, it's a, it's it's been really they've been really impressive lately. And um, but when it comes to um, the the Champions Cup, I mean, you 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 know, a lot of times we talk about this sort of generic monolithic French attitude towards the Champions Cup that the top 14 and the brand new is, is more important. But um, I, I get the impression that Racing in particular, because of just basically how their results have gone, they've gotten to finals and they've done so well and they, they're just kind of one step away. And then La Rochelle got in kind of ahead of them to getting that first uh, trophy and stuff like that, that they might be a little more motivated to to do well in Europe. Yeah, Racing are uh, a very different from a traditional French club, they play in a massive console hall arena. That's why the game this weekend is being played up in Normandy and not in the French, in the Parisian suburbs. And they are probably one of the most international French clubs around where they're happily enough to get external influences. They're based in Paris, which is one of the Paris, which is one of the global capitals of the world. So they're, they're used to seeing people from around the world and outside influences. They've got an English running head cut in uh, attack coach and Rory Teague. Um, they've always had ever since Jackie Lanzetti's been, they've always had quite influential and uh, outspoken in a positive way. Foreigners, if you remember back to someone like Dan Carter or Jora Coco, who's still there now coaching at the end of 23 Academy. Casey Laulalo was very uh, hands-on approach um, and even someone like Chris Mazzoi as well. So they've always been welcome to looking beyond the horizons of just France, which is unlike some, some clubs in France traditionally uh, have done regarding ideas and they're also their approach to the European Champions Cup, or now maybe you should be called just the Champions Cup with the South African um, mm-hmm. French, uh, sides coming in. And yeah, they are, they're, they are a, bit of a bit of a different team. Um, I was at their press conference this week and uh, Finn Russell, once as I thought, and head coach or director of rugby, Laurent Travers, said that they all want to win this competition. They've wanted to win this competition for so long. President and owner Jackie Lorenzetti is kind of the last thing he needs to do because he's going to step down again this season and Javier is going to end up being club president. He's going to stay on his owner but not be so hands-on and they want to kind of send Jackie off with a nice Champions Cup title. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, Leinster really, we, I mean, as fans, we, we know the task we have ahead uh, with this draw because, I mean, the draw is done based on your finish the previous season. And we, we didn't get out of the semifinal stage of the URC, which meant that we got a we got a better standard of team at this and we've got Gloucester as well. So that's that's that that's how the competition works. And it's good the way that happens. And we've got a real motivated team and to play them away in the first match. I mean, it's a real challenge for a Leinster team, no matter how well we're doing in the, the, um, the URC. And you, you answered my next question there. I was going to say, like, why is this game? I remember when the draw was made, a lot of people were going on Twitter, a lot of Leinster fans going on Twitter saying, Oh, I've been dying to go to that stadium, dying to see that store scoreboard that can be practically seen from space um, at one end of the ground and uh, all that stuff. But then it got moved. It was, uh, we, we had a similar, more situation i think with the ned sheeran concert i think there's a there's a concert scheduled because when covid came along and uh, when we came out of covid all these stadiums were desperate to book these concerts and they a lot of took a few gambles whether there's gonna be rugby matches or not so you can't really blame them for that but uh, like you say this is taking place up in normandy but uh, that, that that that'll be interesting indeed so right um well now let's get on to the actual squad and uh, like I say, I've been watching them uh, uh, over the season. You know, obviously, we all know Finn Russell. We know that um, how his form can affect the team. But I was maybe looking to the to, to the wider squad. Um, there, there's some in, there's some interesting names, uh, particularly in the back three. What um, I've noticed this guy Max Spring. What, what what can you tell me about him? 
So he's his mother, he's originally from the Basque country. His mother is French um, and I think Basque as well. But his father is a Kiwi who moved over to the Basque country to play rugby in the uh, 80s and 90s. So he's a, he's bilingual English French, can qualify for New Zealand <laughs> and also France. But he made his Le Bleu debut in the Japan tour over the summer. It's quite impressive. Um, and then he came back to the club duty and he went back home, as per se, to play Bayonne. And when a mistake by himself led to the defeat at Stagion d'Auger. And uh, they, uh, an interview with him after, he was obviously very disappointed because his whole family came to watch and he ended up shooting his side uh, in the foot with that one, which was a shame for him on a personal thing because he's such a young guy and especially for his people who are close family and friends who came to watch him. But he's impressive, very quick feet, um, plays at fullback and yeah, incredibly impressive when he gets the ball in hand and a bit of space and Unfortunately, it will be quite. It's set to be quite a heavy pitch, grass pitch on the weekend. Where normally at the Paris La Défense, right now, he's got a lovely dry 4G plastic pitch to show what you can do. And also, him on the back three is Christian Wade, who's been caught the former England winger or former NFL tryout with the Buffalo Bills. Um, that he's he's really settled in, considering he hadn't played rugby for three four years. He's come in as an injury cover for Regan Grace, who had signed from rugby league Walsh, a winger, but he suffered a serious injury, so they needed a bit of cover there. So they brought in a Wade on a short-term deal. And yeah, he's scored four tries in four games and looked like he's never been away from 15-a-side game or, or rugby pitch. Yeah, he's used to the oval ball, but it's a pretty different thing playing wide receiver than it is playing on the wing. And yeah, he's been impressive considering how long he's been away. And then if you look at and then if you look in the, in the forwards, names you'd have heard of is Kamal Wocky, who's been instrumental in France's... Um, not revival, but especially in France's 2022. And then back row also, Ibrahim Diallo, who uh, made his international debut for France uh, last July uh, during the tour in Australia. And he, he's a classic French six who just tackles everything and anything that moves. And uh, he's also a decent jump line out. And, all, and then finally at hockey, Jannick Tarret, who last season was playing in the second division, was captain of Nevers. He's really gone on the radar, but looks impressive. He was meant to be an understudy to Kami Chavez, kind of, Came out, come out of that shadow and really impressed. And then if there wasn't so much competition in, in the test, like, test setup, then Tariq might have a, a chance of getting a call by Fabien Galtier. So those are the plays that Leinster fans might want to keep an eye out for. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for that. Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I watched, um, I, no, I noticed Max Spring. He kind of reminded me in a way of uh, James Lowe and the way that the type of player that every time they get the ball, they're going to make something happen. They they, they, they they want to do something different and uh, and and something to result of it. And it's, of course, yeah, I couldn't, um, Christian Wade helped himself to a couple of tries against uh, Caramon, um there a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it was like, it was almost like he'd never been away. And uh, uh, it was it was it was it was just weird just weird seeing him back but it, it, it is good to see him um you know back back in the game you know after it didn't quite work out over at stateside and um and yeah it's, it's like the, to, to have options you think a team that had Camille Shah uh, talk about things being able to see from space I mean you got his neck which which is probably the same but um that they have other options there as well as hooker I mean it looks like they've really they've really built a squad like you say they've got their academy and then they had this game against Toulon last weekend where they put out pretty much a reserve side like you said but they still won impressively I mean it was a, it was tight in the first half there was only there was a kicking battle but when it when when the, their defense held steady this is one thing we're saying about Leinster's defense that that no matter what team they have out they've got good systems there but I noticed that for Racing as well they they were and they're going to need that against Leinster as well I mean it's really looking up to be an interesting battle yeah I think so and then um, Racing's defense as you said they held on on the weekend but 
it's weird because over recent years their attack has been re- has been superb, helpful playing on a dry pitch re- um, every other week, where they they can easily get those four try bonus points or three try differences that is in the top fourteen. But what's let them down is that they they take on a massive 20, 30 point lead and then they let teams back in defensively. But this season we've seen a bit of less of that, and the games have broken up has tended to break up a little bit less, which means they Racing maybe have learned to control the game a bit more. Maybe Finn Russell has matured a little bit more, especially now, but he's become a father of the past uh, 10 days. And uh, yeah, he's kind of taken more control and just watching him quite intensively because that's kind of as, as an international rugby journalist with AFP, our focus is internationally not too much about France. And I like to keep an eye on on Russell. And this this season, what I've seen is that Galfiku is the captain at centre, but Finn Russell will happy enough tell tell, tell Galfiku, no, I want to do it this way because this is how... I think we should win it. And well, that's shown on the results of the second the table and their eight wins out of uh, 12 so far. So yeah, and yes, a lot has been said about how good Finn Russell is, how mature he is, how influential he is, how fantastic he is to watch, uh, bums on seats, et cetera, et cetera. But this season he's really shown a bit of maturity and also he's uh, kicking the sticks because uh, Nolan Legag, the youngster at Scrum Half, has a little injury, so he stepped up to take uh, the responsibilities at the T's and these kind of blossomed with that as well. And despite what happened early on during November, he's also returned quite positively to the Scotland setting. Yeah, they found they found out how much they needed them, all right. And uh, uh, yeah, because on because when it comes to out half, I mean, Leinster's injury report came out yesterday, and uh, there's there's a couple of there's a bit of doubts over like two of our most key players uh, Sexton and uh, Ty Furlong we'll see we'll see how they get on but uh, I mean this particular this particular matchup I think we'll, we'll definitely we, we could definitely do with Sexton out there because he's coming up against a similar type of um, uh, like you say someone who likes to totally you know run the offense the way he wants to do us and uh, to see those two systems come together but it, it's interesting what you say now just to go back to it one more time about the the pitch out there in uh, in Laugh and you, you think that could play us uh, could play an important part uh, depending on the weather potentially yeah I haven't seen uh, the weather forecast but some of the French journalists who are speaking to uh, earlier this week at, at Racing uh, training centre they said it was going to rain on Sunday so might not have that much of an effect on Saturday. It's not going to be a sunny, sunny, um, autumn, late autumnal day mm-hmm. in, in northern France. It might be a bit grey overcast. And even if it doesn't rain, there'll be a bit dampness on the ground at two o'clock kickoff. Um, it might have an impact on them. Well, but the pitch last weekend in Toulon, despite it being on the Mediterranean coast, looked a bit like a, a potato field, as the French would say. Maybe Ty Furlong's looking forward to that as well. That's it. Uh, <laughs> bit a bit of gravy with the spots. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, it might have an impact. And it was weird. We were asking this week to Claver, what is this, Laurie and Finn Russell about what, what's it like to play in a different stadium. And they said, well, they, their plan is that they're going to go to Le Havre early on this week, train down on Thursday and Friday. To try and get used to a the pitch and also the environment. So th- they're not doing this lightly. It's not a decision that's just been ra- a rash decision that they've made. They've thought about it and it's been uh, well considered and well planned. And they're going up there to get the five points. Absolutely. And in terms of their fan base, I presume like the the fans will have no problem traveling themselves, are they? Yeah. So it's about a two and a half hour drive or a two hour train ride uh, north. 
the uh, Racing are hoping to get 16,000 there in their 25,000 seat stadium. They haven't had 16,000 watch them at home this season at all because they just find it hard to fill a 32,000 concert hall, which resembles more of an NBA arena or an ice hockey arena than it would um, a rugby stadium. But hey, chance to go to it is worth going to it but hey but then this weekend there's a chance for you to go to Le Havre where Racing have only played once before it's just it's a football ground that was built in 2012 and it's also the town where rugby came to France for the first time with Havre Athletic Club so it's despite it not being a well-known rugby town it is historically a very important rugby town in France so there's a nice bit of context there and hey you might be able to it's it's oyster season so you might be able to catch them there as well oh, there you go and uh, yeah no i mean if, if twitter is anything to go by there could be sixteen thousand leinster fans heading over there as well so uh it'll be quite a it'll be quite a time but no yeah that's that's brilliant listen man we're gonna leave it there um that's that's a really good uh summary of of, of what's going on with racing and i mean this this really could be the tie of the round in in many ways because uh you know there's a lot of complaints about the convoluted format about the champions cup or whatever but when it comes to the match day weekends you got the games themselves and that's all we're worried about and this this definitely could be one of them so listen i appreciate you coming on man and uh, best of luck with all you have going on going forward no problem anytime pleasure thank you sir well that's it for now stay tuned to harpen rugby.com during the week for all our regular features and of course we'll be given saturday's match the full harpen treatment with pods before and after as well as a whole lot in between so be sure you're following any or all of our social media channels the links are in the program notes in the meantime stay safe everyone slan <laughs>